Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Hey, I feel strangely caged. Caged. Oh, this is a cage match. This what? is the last. I know it's going to be disappointing for some what, of our. A cage or a jail? 12 this viewers. Isn't it a jail match? Yeah, isn't it a jail this match? Is, More this than a is cage the last of our uh, studio cage match. And actually, oh, no. I think it's one of the more interesting ones. I'm I not going to lie. I think this I is like a good it. one. Um, so we're going to do the cage match, studio cage match. We're going to do a round of what you watch, and then we're going to talk about the next theme we're going to do, which is remakes. And I had everybody send me uh, three of their favorite remakes that we might want to talk about to put on the wheel. I added one for myself. I know I said I wasn't going to, but I threw one, one in there as a little special. Please um, join us. Thanks to Sean. Was Sean Clute a remake of something? I, what's that? Was Clute a remake of Clute something? Clute was not remade. Oh, okay. I, don't I know which one you're adding. Dead, I'd go see it. Yes, you know exactly the one I'm adding. I yeah. added. Um, so, yeah. So, um, so, Chris, this is your final uh, studio cage match. So, why don't you introduce the, Chris the two cage films match show? That, uh, listen, Chris, I'm not saying that I loved it. I enjoyed this one. And, I enjoyed it. I, I can't wait to talk about seven these people two, who so. watched every week. Right. I loved it. Yeah. But what, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the cage match tonight? Well, the cage match tonight concerns two movies that involve uh, very small locations and snipers. Um, it is 2002's Liberty Stands Still and uh, made in 2002, but released almost a year later in 2003, Phone Booth. Studio Cage Match. There can be only one. So, uh, phone booth and Liberty Stand Still. Uh, Wait, I'm going to miss that, Ralph. That little graphic right there, I am going to miss that. It is a good graphic. That was a great Ralph. I love the look of that one. Yeah, that was really cool. I don't know whether you guys are annoying about this. It literally looks We're actually happy. We like Ralph. Sometimes I want to hear from Kelly. What does Kelly think? That's what I want to hear. Kelly thinks it's a jail. <laughs> it is Why to be, fair, listen, to be fair to Kelly, it actually is a jail cell. But who cares? It's a cage match. A jail is a cage. Well, I don't get the I don't get it. Well, All right. Anyway, come anyway. on. Let's let's well, get Kelly this rolling. Right. Sure. So uh Liberty I'm not saying she was wrong. Still she was right. Stars uh Wesley Snipes and Linda Florentino. Um Fiorent yeah, is that right? Fiorentino. 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 Yeah. yeah. While Phone Booth stars um Key for Sutherland, or mostly Key for Sutherland's voice. His voice. And um, Colin Farrell. Uh, and uh, this was kind of when Colin Farrell was just breaking in the United States. I feel like this was one of his first films that we really got to look at him here in the United States. And then he did Alexander and then jail, prison jail. Exactly. Movie jail. Yeah. Precisely. Movie jail, like the credits. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so with uh, Liberty Stands Still was uh, directed by Carrie Scogland. Who also uh, wrote. Who also wrote the movie. Um, and it's funny, when I started, I was like, I've never heard of this person. And then I looked at her IMDb, Tons. and she is a machine. Right. A lot of TV, yeah, good TV. So many good television programs. And I don't just mean like an episode here and there. It's like, oh, she directed... 57 episodes of the handmaid's tale so she's kind of like the director for that show um 
leftovers and yeah, uh, yeah, La Femme Nikita from the nineties. Yeah, but this this movie never made it to the theater. It yeah, it. Made, I was wondering why I never saw it in the theaters. Yeah, because I think it probably only came out in a couple of places. It had an eleven million dollar budget and had a box office worldwide of about five hundred ninety five thousand dollars. Right. So, so that's with really, Wesley Snipes. When yeah. he was still a big star. Was yeah. he a big star in 2002? He was still doing movies. Yeah. yeah but I mean, but he wasn't like, I think, when did he really, when is this, is this later in his career? When, when was, um, when was, this Passenger? is only four or five years after Blade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but what what about Passenger 57 and all those things he those did? Those are all mid nineties. Always bet on black. black. Demolition Man too. Was that nineties? Yes, yeah. it was. Okay. Demolition, so this is, yeah. post, okay. I didn't realize that. So, um, and the phone booth for the numbers uh, was directed by Joel Schumacher. Mm. Somebody, uh, some people might call him everybody's favorite hack. Um, actually, everybody's think, favorite window dresser. He's uh, great. Image is everything. He he is. Uh, yeah, Schumacher is he the one that put the nipples on Batman suit? Yes, yeah. he is. He, he, that's what he's even. That he guy. did a lot, but he did Lost Boys. He's done a ton of. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, Lost I mean, Boys may be his best movie. Yeah. Uh, also written by it was written by Larry Cohen. B B movie who pitched it who pitched it to Hitchcock, really? And the only thing they could and and Michael Bay, Michael Bay was going to do this one too, but they couldn't figure out how they were going to get him out of the phone booth, Hmm. which I thought was fascinating. Michael Bay wanted blow it up. Michael Bay wanted him out of the phone booth. That's what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Michael Bay. That's an entirely different movie. Exactly. Armageddon. Yeah. So the budget, the budget on phone. Don't hate on Michael Bay. Was only thirteen million dollars, so very modestly priced movie, um, but it returned uh, ninety-seven million worldwide. So I loved that movie quite, when it that's came more. out. Quite a uh, quite a profitable film for those of you, for those that said, "Hey, let's make a movie about a guy in the last remaining phone booth in New York City." Um, before we jump into it, uh, in the, the the this is and the that's because there's a lot of interesting stuff here. I will say this is very interesting that. Um, phone booth was supposed to open, I believe, in October of 2002, uh, but but due, due to the DC sniper uh, that some of you guys may remember, snipers, we do snipers. Yeah. There's two. Um, right. It actually was pushed until April of 2003, so almost a full year after Liberty Stand Still, which made its very short run in May of 2002. Uh, and I will say, on a personal note, I remember the sniper very well because as I was driving down. 29 to get to Silver Spring, I was listening because I, I, I work, worked like a swing shift. And they were talking about all of the different incidents happening on that first day. And I was like, wait a minute, that's literally all right around me. So, yeah. Well, we had, I, I'll just say sure my little piece. As well. uh, the corner, uh, literally two blocks from my house, was one of the people got uh, shot at a gas station. She had just dropped her kids off. She's just backing out her van, and she got shot at a gas station. Right oh, that's terrible. Well, I, I remember feeling like that's an awful thing that's happening, but I live in Baltimore, uh, in Mount Washington, on Falls Road. So it's nowhere around here, except that at night they were driving up to like three blocks from my house, yeah, from my apartment, yeah. and hanging yeah. out. So, so you can see why they would here. be a little hesitant to put this one out. Yeah. So... Uh-huh. Um, well, but, but, also, that's, I mean, that's not unusual for them to be cowardly. These are the same stupid people cowardly. who, who wiped, cowardly. they wiped the Twin Towers out of uh, serendipity. Like, come on, give me a break. It's not cowardly. It's just, you just got a, you know, it's a little, you know. So, I don't know. 
So anyway, the interesting thing, and I'll just kind of go over real quickly, the two films are actually quite different. Um, Phone Booth is obviously trying to be an, you know, an intense thriller, you know, suspenseful thriller about a guy who is being terrorized by a sniper, um, who he can't see or find, and he's being forced to, uh, live up to the fact that he is kind of a duplicitous, uh, smug liar of a person, both with his wife and with his girlfriend. Yeah, he plays a, uh, what's he play? He plays like he a, plays a uh, PR publicist. Yeah. publicist, a flack. Yeah. And while a fast talking publicist. Yes. While Liberty stands still takes a much more political, uh, view. And it's, it's, it's definitely a movie made for a purpose, which is to, it's about a woman who is part of the, uh, weapons industry or the arms industry, I guess you would call it, and who is being uh, targeted by Wesley Snipes uh, for as a guy who whose daughter was murdered by one of the weapons that her company produced at a school. At a school, so pretty uh, prescient. If I yes. could use a word that I use a lot, I knew you were going to say that this week. I mean, that movie starts talking Liberty Stand Still just starts with a montage of Second Amendment. Quotes. I mean, they they, yes. they basically type the second Second Amendment on the screen. Sure. And and definitely are taking a the the director is definitely taking a leaning leaning into this one. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, obviously, um, I'm leaning into the camera. Carrie Spogland had her. She you know she has a, a an opinion and a thought, and uh, she she put it up there on the on the screen to be uh, to be seen. Unfortunately, no one saw the movie. Right now. Did someone shoot that dog? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. I know, wow. you. You're very sensitive about that. I'm sorry. But, yeah. um, uh, but whose dog but, is that? Is that Chris's dog? That is mine. That is Chris's. You can <laughs> tell by the way he wanted that to bitch. stop talking there for a second. <laughs> so, so, so let me ask you. I'm going to throw it out there. Um, personally, I thought Phone Booth was better. Um, I didn't really – I thought Liberty Stand Still was like, hey, they're going for something. They're trying to put forth an idea. Um, and that's totally fine. Uh, but as a, as an actual film, I thought it was a little slow and I thought it was a little somewhat ponderous and preachy, but and cheesy, uh, <laughs> even though personally, I, um, I, I, I don't disagree with, with the message that she's putting forward. Let me put it that way. I don't disagree with that at all. However, I would say that, uh, phone booth I thought was, was, well, not, let me put it this way. I did not think it was great. Uh, I did think it was a, a much better movie than Liberty Stands Still. I 100% agree with that. It's a better film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure I like... I did like it better, but I think I Liberty Stands Still, to me, resonated slightly... Uh, maybe because, like you, I'm, I'm on the left side of this, and I kind of felt the message that she was putting out. I felt like Phone Booth was very showy. It was a very showy film about this, uh, especially Colin Farrell. I think there were scenes where he confesses to his girlfriend that the whole cast and crew were you know you know clapping and the, the the only thing about phone booth that drove me a little crazy is it was like what was the purpose of why the person did what he did to that guy we never find out exactly he's just a psychopath but why did he pick that guy and how it's like saw the movie saw where that guy picks people and and and, and tries to teach him a lesson for some reason but we never know why he picks that person I mean, I get it. He picked him because he's a liar and he's a, but why? We never get a motivation except the general motivation that he talked through the whole film. And then at the end, that scene where he bumps into him in the ambulance, 
Are they trying to do a sequel? Is he gonna was he gonna go on and do a whole series of these sniper shooting yeah, people like that? Uh, it ends with him on the phone. The phone travels through. He's calling somebody else to do the same thing to somebody yeah. else. Who's I lying. did like the montage at the beginning of Phone Booth where they're talking about how important phones were to people. And this is in two thousand two. Yeah. The phone the yeah. iPhone came out in what, two thousand nine, right? So mm-hmm. it, it it's amazing. Uh, when you look back at this stuff, how more, how how even more involved with our phones we are than then, um, and the fact that it's the one lone phone booth and everybody wanted to use the phone booth, and I, I, it definitely a better film, better made. Joel Schumacher knows how to make a film. Mm-hmm. For Sometimes. some reason, I just like Liberty because I, I think it's Linda Ferentino. I really enjoy watching her in films. Um. Like I said, in, in Men in Black, I just I loved her character of the, the morgue uh, doctor that she was and how, how adorable she was. And, of course, they take her clothes off in this. We don't see any, but it's, you know, it's, you know, it's Linda Ferentino. So. But it's so, it's, it's so in its time, and it's so cheesy. What about Oliver that Platt With what? What about that score? Perhaps the most single most glaring annoying score in film history. I see I don't I don't catch scores so it's hard for me to to, to say what why what 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 was it about you talk about liberty the whole thing is over the top. Wesley Snipes too is I mean, you know. I don't know. Well, talk I mean, go ahead. Well, I was surprised I when this came up on the wheel and I saw it on the wheel I'm like Oh, phone booth. Love phone booth. How come I've never seen Liberty Stand Still? Well, as you said, because it was um, not in the theaters, because I saw everything then. And uh, around 2002, I was still going to New York all the time. During the 90s, I was going to New York, and I was using phone booths a lot, because I didn't have any... Um, it's amazing how much we love these phones now. And when we didn't have them, you know, I used to have to get, like, this little code to punch in, you know, I, I'm in business, and I would answer. My home phone was my business phone, and I would just, like, check in three times a day for messages. It's amazing how we didn't need a phone with us all the time and how changed it is now. But, you know, when I didn't, when the move, so I decided I had to see Liberty Stand Still. As soon as I heard it was like phone booth, I wanted to see it. And then that Lionsgate logo comes up there, old logo, that's really crappy, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be a piece of shit, you know, I, you know, because at that time, Lionsgate wasn't known for making, you know, high quality films. You know, it was sort of a dumping ground, you know, no offense. I love Lionsgate's now, but he was watching. Oh my God. Oh, I love Lord. Lions. Well, I got to tell you my two, my two brushes with greatness. Oh, do we really one, need to do one, this again? Yeah, no, no, no. One again. Yeah. Wesley Snipes. So shameless. Wesley Snipes, we offered him a role in um, our third, our, our third um, Revelation Road film, which is now being made into a series. Um, and this was just after he got out of prison. We offered him a decent amount of money, and he turned us down. So that's my brush with greatness on that film. After reading the script or before reading the script? <laughs> yeah, the, I didn't. Thank the you. script was rewritten after mine. And when I saw the final script, I'm like, Geez, no wonder he turned it down. Oh, Van Damme okay. turned it down. It's like everybody turned it down. They wouldn't offer it to Seagal because he's such a jerk. But um, 
you know, we ended up getting that guy. Plus he who was, was pushing three bills probably at the time. Yeah, but um, in the other film, Larry Cohen, um, the scriptwriter, I did a movie based on a one-man show she, his daughter had written. His daughter's kind of like um, pretty well known in the movie business, and I did a wrote a movie based on something she wrote. So, <clears throat> so you know, it's like, wow, this is Larry Cohen's daughter. I'll, I'll probably cut this out, but keep going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I thought you wanted someone on this podcast who's actually been out there making movies and knows these people. Yeah, but that he was didn't five years ago. About it. That's five. Now we talk about films. I mean, uh, how many? Yeah. Come on. Okay. Did no, you? Okay, did, um, so, Debbie, which one did you like better? Oh, phone booth, hands oh, down. Of course. Okay. And and Liberty stands still. What the hell? What the heck was that movie about? Really? It was it's about so stupid. Um, arms dealing. Yeah, I know, but it yeah. seems so. And hot dog layer and hot layer dog. layer layer. Well, it's about a guy who who wants revenge. Yeah, for his daughter's. That daughter. makes sense, but what? but he's also so How good that? that he can set up bombs, bombs in the thing, bombs in the theater, and then he kills himself in the end. I mean, they make that. That was kind of the point of him being part of the. CIA black. He had some very whatever. special. So he's he's kind skills. of he's got a very special set of skills, right? Exactly, but he was also kind of created by the machine. That's all. That's coming back to. It's the same story. I do have one known. question about the film. In the line of fire, same thing that that uh, John oh, Malkovich. No. You know, the, the 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 CIA created this monster, and he can go do whatever he needs to do. That's what Wesley yeah, Snipes is doing. It's just I just found it completely implausible that he like he could put. Like the hot dog stand. And I watched this movie twice. What happened to the guy? I, I missed yeah. what happened to the hot, the hot dog, dog guy. I think he was a cop. I think he was an undercover cop. No, he was I have no idea what happened. You know what? I know the one, like, the know, one character in, in, in Liberty Stands Still, the, her boyfriend actor guy. That's Russell. It. Yeah, Russell. Look, what like, happened to the hot dog Was he guy? supposed to be the next big star of that guy? Who was that I guy? don't know. Well, first of all, he was hot amazing and not moving. But the hot dog guy, <laughs> there was a there was an alert that went out to basically all the hot dog sellers in the city. But it wasn't about this crisis. It was that there was a special like discount hot dog day at the baseball stadium. So they all went don't over make there. Fun One dollar hot dog. I don't like the way you're making so. fun of it. He was working with Snipes. I mean, they were working together. That's no, I, I don't get that. Yeah. Were they? You mean yeah, Snipes the sniper? Because they looked at each other and they nodded. Even the nod. Yeah. 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 So yeah. right at the and, beginning, and the montage him, at the beginning. He said he said something to uh, her um, when he knew it was about to happen. Something like "Be careful" or something. I can't yeah, remember. She what was said, getting okay. Her coke I missed from that. that. I watched yeah. the movie twice. You watched it twice. Interesting. <laughs> you know, um, I well, I never really got to talk about the movies. Well. My problem yeah. with this film, other than the how did that happen? The yeah, I don't know. Annoying, we went off on some other tangent. Yeah, what, Sean? What do you say? Other than the absolutely annoying <laughs> score that just kept taking me out of the movie. Oh, the score. It's sort of like okay, Wesley Snipes' motivations I understand. That's fine, but it's sort of like the CIA is sending agents to shoot her from the roof of a building in the opposite direction with nine millimeters, and then the guy just goes and does. No, you know, it was just one thing piled on, and the guy sleeping with the president's wife. It's sort of like it just it, it just piled stuff on top of itself till it was freaking unbelievable. Okay, now, let's she back, just, back. You know what? Okay, 
let's it was not crazy. hoist phone booth up as like a masterpiece. That all the stuff going on in that one too. Okay? It was a really There's, suspenseful. Oh yeah. Oh, Katie but, Holmes is in there. The wife who's you know, come on. It was just as cheesy. I'm not gonna lie. Forrest Whitaker with his whole divorce. His whole thing about going to therapy and divorce, how that became a big... Hey, Forrest Whitaker's always good. Uh, I'm not saying they're not good, but it's just as cheesy and just as... It's yeah. just, John, go ahead. John, you're, you're quick. Come on. No, Jump I'm, in I'm here. I'm just listening. I just want to listen. Okay. <laughs> it's just... Yes, Phone Booth is a better made film. Yes. But it had just as cheesy exactly. elements as the other one did. I, I don't know. But agree. they won the cage fight. I don't agree with that. It, it's it the thing about also what? when you're looking at phone booth because part of it is like you know part of it is this guy has some weird sense of morality right like he's <laughs> oh you're gonna confess so what did that pizza delivery guy ever do to get smoked right like there was that part of that was all part of the plan he knew that was gonna happen but I know yeah. but my point is like that's he a misdirect who did I mean. Did, maybe the pizza guy was actually delivering drugs along with the pizza. Maybe he was a terrible dude. I don't know. But like he kills I mean, the guy and then uses him as the body. And then what about the little robot? You know, I don't know. It, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. It's just bad. It's actually, actually, Liberty Stand Still had a point of view. True. This the other one did didn't. Too. The other one, no. We don't know. Don't I don't cheat know. on your wife. I don't know the sniper's point of view. Why was the sniper so upset? Was he a what was he a what why why was the reason he was so mad at him for cheating on his wife what's the what that's what i mean it's like saw the saw franchise was about a guy who just picked people because they weren't living a great life and he wanted to prove something what was keith or keith that's Sutherland? all he's doing too but but it's simpler okay. but he has no and the score was less annoying okay i don't know <laughs> john john come on get in here what do you okay, say john. john well i had never seen liberty stand still so nobody uh, has i'm nobody gonna take did. I'm going to take away the propaganda of the film. Ugh. And no, listen, I don't mind a, a, a good debate, but there was no debate and it was propaganda. So I'm going to put that aside. As far as a film goes, I, I, I didn't think she was very good in this. The well, way she, she responded yeah. to having a sniper aimed at her. And she's usually um, naughty. So that bothered me. Um, the setup of it when she's chained to the hot dog stand. Um, was kind of stupid because nobody notices this as they're walking by. Well, her. plus the cutaway of her ankle on the chain was the same cutaway yeah. every time. Go but ahead. I will say, Ooh, didn't look, I, I, I like Phone Booth better. I think Colin Farrell, who had done Tigerland before this, so he wasn't completely unknown. In fact, he got this because of Tigerland. Um, I thought he was great in this. He was and, great. I just didn't get his accent. Was okay. He Bronx? Or yeah, he yeah, he's doing a New York accent. <laughs> Irish but, guy doing Bronx. But I'm always amazed at films like this where you know the actor or actress is alone for a lot of the shooting. And I'm always amazed by that, that they're able to, like, I, I found his performance really good. He was great. I'm, you know, I'm no looking doubt. at it from an acting standpoint. Nobody's there. You know, you got, you, he was listening to somebody on the phone. Um, but it was shot kind of independent. I think they filmed in 10 days in New York and then a couple days in a studio. So it was really a quick shoot. And the reason why they clapped. Which one, phone booth or? Um, phone booth. The reason why they clapped for him was he did that breakdown scene at the end in one take. So that's why the crew applied. You actors. It, you act, like, well, like whatever. You could do Ralph, you acting is not editing, that hard. I'm going to talk about acting. It's not that hard. But What uh, about the I'm, actor in um, Liberty, Liberty Stand, Stand Still? Still. Uh, Wesley Snipes didn't bother me. I, I, I thought he was uh, okay. Um, I, the, I will say this. I, 
I, I wasn't a big fan of this movie, but it did keep my interest till the end. That's I right. wanted to know what was going to happen. Me too. Um, phone booth was the same way, and the fact that they showed Kiefer Sutherland at the end, um, you know, I remember when I first saw this, I wasn't expecting that, and that, that his voice is great. Well, his the thing they did from a technical this. standpoint. They had his voice not on the phone. It was right. a full blown, right? Like that's right, fully narrated. Where Liberty, they did that. Also, right. Ron Ellard was a, the original sniper, and they cut him out and brought in Kiefer Sutherland. So he wasn't the original. Wow, sniper. they changed him out. They upgraded. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just think I just found phone booth. Look, the, uh, Liberty Standstill ended up being direct to video, and you can see why. It was just kind of, it was kind of silly. But again, I will say. I wanted to see how it was going to end, so it did keep my interest. But I just, I just think Phone Booth is a better film. I think the performance by Colin Farrell is better than she was. Oh um, yeah. yeah, there's no so, so that's why I. How do you feel with, about Forrest Whitaker's like divorce? Therapy? But that's it's. Listen, this is one of these movies. It's it's if you're not into Colin Farrell's character, you're not into the movie. Everyone else is peripheral. So other than the voice on the phone, well, Katie so, Holmes is in there. Me, and, it doesn't and, matter. It's him. The you woman watch that from, film, uh, that from performance uh, of him yeah. in that phone booth. And if you're going to say the same thing about the other movie, because everyone else, Oliver Platt, maybe, but but uh, Wesley Snipes and her w- were those stellar performances that you hung on. No, because no, I didn't no. buy her for one second the way she reacted to that. So, but but again, the, I wanted to know what was going to happen, so I didn't absolutely hate it. But compared to phone booth, I just thought I just and I, mostly because of his performance, I thought he was great in it. So that's why I really like phone booth. Huh. Drew. Anybody? Drew. Wow, that Drew. uh really Drew. I know, wow. Quiet. Oh, okay. I agree with you so much I can't. I just I just okay. Go ahead, Drew, because I just we'll get into so, it after you talk. I remember seeing phone booth in the theater, which is what, twenty one years ago now or whatever. And um I really like one location movies. I really like Locke, uh oh, yeah. Buried with Ryan Reynolds. Like I, I the 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 challenge of much of better writing films. that kind of yeah. story is really interesting, and the challenge of um, of uh, executing it as a movie is also really challenging. Which is, I I think that's really why Hitchcock turned down the idea of directing it is that he just like he couldn't he, he didn't feel he could do it justice. Not I mean uh, not because it was like such a like a special thing he wasn't up to, but just the idea of it, like it's very small. It's sort of a different right. version of Michael Bay's whole thing of you know how do we get him out of the phone booth because right. I make much bigger movies. So I remember when I saw Phone Booth, I thought that like this is a really bad movie, and I don't understand why everyone is so excited about this movie, why they love this movie. Um, I used to say you can get the bell out. I used to say hello to Joel Schumacher all the time. When I worked on the Sony lot, I would see him at the commissary. He was a delightful, friendly, sweet guy. Like, just really nice. That uh, did not translate to um, most of his movies. Um, I think you can tell the, what a Joel Schumacher movie is. That doesn't mean it's He did 8 bad. <laughs> That's also a terrible movie. Oh, my and God. No, it's not. It's, Nicholas very Cage. Hacky. It's like the hacky version of Seven, so that's right, no, right. that's no good. Well, written by the, way, the same. The way that yeah. the way that they did phone booth, you know, you mentioned the Kiefer Sutherland audio mix. I remember in the theater, I really hated that. Yeah, I hated you that wanted because to hear it, on the phone? It, it just didn't sound like I'm supposed yeah. to believe this guy is in this situation, and it sounds like he's arguing with a voiceover. Right, and I never sort of got. It just kept distracting me. 
And I also, the way that he used, I mean, the movie's what, like 80 minutes or something? The way that Schumacher used the, essentially the picture in picture type of multiple frames thing, I thought that was really distracting. And, um, I, I just, I never liked the movie and I thought it was pretty dumb. I'd never heard of Liberty Stand Still. Uh, I like Linda Fiorentino a lot in some of her other movies. Uh, this was like her second to last movie or something. She hasn't made anything since. What happened to her? Mine or something. She wasn't getting work, and uh, she's kind of out of the business. Too but, bad. You know, you mentioned that this movie was made for a purpose. You know, with those opening, those overwrought credits and everything. I was disappointed that the purpose of the movie was clearly not to be entertaining, because <laughs> it was so, it was so bad. I hated the music. Also, it was really distracting. They had that like weirdly tight close-ups. So I was like, I don't know what you think you're doing, but it isn't working. <laughs> and I found myself noticing things as I was watching the movie, which is, is bad. Like uh, his sniper rifle, the bore, uh, the hole at the end of his silencer is so small, no bullet would pass through that. Why do I have to notice that? I'm not engaged with the movie. The picture of the hot dog on the cart when she's kneeling down, when she's uh, connected to it, uh, like there's a poster of a hot dog on the cart that is to her right. Is the, like it's one of the most disgusting photographs of food I've I've ever seen. Like it was just. Really I gotta gross. watch it again now. <laughs> oh, was, well, well those weren't even hot twice. dogs, oh, by really? the way. Those were like giant sausages. Yeah, they, they weren't the, hot dogs. They were just, pretty big. They, they were, were big. They were. Both, Debbie liked okay. those. They but were I, just both. They were just both really <laughs> like just dumb and terrible. But I will give them credit. They were terrible in their own distinct ways. And I feel like this series that we've done. <laughs> I think it works better when we have whatever it might be, a strong reaction to the movies, which is why I really enjoyed our discussion last week about The Prestige and The Illusionist, because those are movies that are of high quality and are worth talking about. And these are movies of very, very low quality and um, yeah, but, but totally worth talking about, because I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I found myself watching them and going... This is like this is just straight garbage. I don't understand. And well, one and then of them is she like goes on to direct Hollywood film. She's a she's like a famous TV director. She does yeah, a lot TV used a lot more close-ups. And, and I'll say this too about <laughs> about Liberty Stand Still. The deaths in Liberty Stand Still were pretty gruesome. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. The, 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 the reporter dying was very the, sad. That, that was, that was sad. sad. And the cop, the cop who gets shot, that yeah. bald cop who was part of the drug thing. He was, you know, he's a bad cop, but. Even his death was prolonged, and 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 the, the guy that was helping him didn't really want to be there. I I I, I enjoyed and, Liberty Stand Still. Yeah, from, but uh, the one thing you gotta uh, rack your brain now: the title Liberty Stand Still. Okay, that's, what? Her, that's her name. Her name is Liberty. Yeah, but it means Liberty. Okay, our free will. Well, her father yeah, named her Liberty because he was I mean, a right-wing Republican. But, they yeah. did that. it that's what yeah. I'm saying. It stands still. You know what I mean? Like Liberty. a statue, you're saying. Liberty stands, stands still. still. Well, that's, I mean, it's, it means something. it's pretty clear. Yeah. He, she, no, she was supposed to stand. No. And his name was Joe. Oh. So that meant, you know. Coffee. coffee. <laughs> he was drinking coffee. Did you guys notice that? Yeah, I didn't notice the hot dog picture. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I got to watch the movie again. Uh, now, shocking. Now, Drew, now, we're now I silly. have to watch it again. Now, Ralph, this, this is shocking. starting to be the counselor. <laughs> oh, the counselor's a really fun movie. This is not. These are not fun. These yeah. Are yeah. Oh. And I really. No, I really they're both. Un- no, I really no, 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 no. I disagree. I think. Wait, 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 
I really don't fun. understand. Phone Booth has this this reputation as this right. really great thriller and all this it's kind of not. stuff. It's not. And I I just I don't get that. At I all. mean, did the, were the I'll sex workers what? a bit of a cliche and the and the pimp no back then that was perfect. The and the the, the, the sergeant <laughs> with the. Yeah, I just divorced my wife, and because I didn't sleep with her enough, whatever. I mean, it was oh, but, all a but cliche. But you, you bought Oliver Platt sleeping with the president's wife. I that love. By the way, that wasn't by the crazy. way, he's Oliver, Oliver Platt. Platt. Oliver, Oliver Platt, Platt is one of my favorite actors. Yeah, okay, I can watch he's, he's he's actually with the president's wife. I, I couldn't so. buy. Why? Him. Why would you say that? No, I couldn't buy him walking out to see. You know, he knew he was. What? Did oh, he his death die? was pretty. His death was pretty gruesome too, because he shot him in the knee first and then took him out. Yeah, but the thing is, there was nothing about his character that made me think he would walk out there. Well, then, Snipes, he was trying to protect his really, wife. I think yeah, he, he finally you're was not doing a the, man. You're a he was doing the honorable thing yeah. to, to protect his wife. And then the yeah. wife is so upset, she's shocked and horrified when her husband dies. Right. And then eight minutes later, she's running off hand in hand happily with her boyfriend actor. Russell. Russell. Yeah. That was a funny scene. That, that whole thing hilarious. with the cockroach <laughs> walking on that for the, a minute. Bomb. The cockroach gave one of the better performances. Yeah, yeah great cockroach. Or oh, the banging oh, on the door. Are... Okay, so yeah. we—I think we've established they're—they're they're both cheesy. Mm-hmm. No, no, you yes. say they're both cheesy. I did not say that. Right. I don't okay. think they're both cheesy. Okay. I this think is our Still is cheesy. Cage By the way, so Katie far. Holmes is adorable. I have yeah. to agree with Ralph on here, like. They're, the both of the premises of these films is kind of ridiculous, and ridiculous. It, it lends itself to cheese. You know, yeah. and Keith, I have no motivation for Kiefer Sutherland's. Yeah, it's part it's that he plays. this kind of like almost. What's the big deal? Is he like judging everybody? Well, I, yeah. I I wanted to know why he was picking. You on wanted this one his guy. backstory. I did. This one I wanted some backstory. You're correct. I did. Yeah. I did. And it's like you know, in 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 Wesley Snipes, you know, I mean, he he kills himself in the end because he's like, I'm not going to go through all this. You know, but um, most of these guys do. It. You know what I appreciated about that? They kept accomplish. they kept hinting like they were going to show what happened to his daughter, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They chose not to. They had yeah, the one, one quick shot like swings. with yeah. the swing set, but yeah. we never went back to what actually right. happened. And I I thought that was a good choice because yeah. it would have been over the top compared to everything else going on in yeah. the film. Also, there was, uh, a, there was sort but of But come like on, unwritten... the actors, listen, the, the, the stereotypical act, the things going, the characters in Phone Booth, they were doing stereotypical New York stuff. Ralph, that's why it felt like a studio lot. Ireland. I mean, it did feel like a studio lot, but I don't think, I think they shot that a on the street. Lot. It wasn't. They shot in New York. Right. No, but it didn't, didn't feel that yeah, way. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. They shot in L.A. to make it look like New York. Oh, that was not yeah. shot in New York. No, that was that was L.A. It looked yeah. like that then. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad. And the yeah. and the other they movie was uh, was L.A. but shot in Vancouver, which is why it looked. Oh, that like looked. Yeah, that did not look like L.A. That Vancouver. was weird. Now that well, looks like a back thing about, it, it about you know what like, I loved about Liberty like Stands nineties, but it looks like a mid nineties television show shot in Canada. Right. I loved all the dudes walking up to get their drugs. Those guys. Those guys. Yeah, they're probably all on episodes of the X Files. So bad. Like like everybody. So bad. It was great. See, that's the thing. It was so bad. Oh yeah. You've changed my mind on this definitely yeah thank you thank you but colin farrell was good i'm not i'm not saying he was he was way better than she was of course i'm not i don't deny and that. you know that was very moving at the end when they had the wife and the girlfriend and then they bought that little pony of his you know for colin farrell's little pony and that it ate the finger and died first of all it's a miniature donkey have some respect okay. for jenny okay. god damn it 
Wow. That's a deep, now I'm sad deep, again. Thanks, Deep Sean. joke that didn't work at all. All I want to do is play <laughs> the fiddle. So the first time I cut my fingers off. cut all my fingers off. Well, when you said little pony, they eat the finger. Well, uh, in this film, right. do you think Colin Farrell would have hung up if the guy said, if you don't hang up, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers? It's well, like, well. Again, I don't know the motivation of the guy, the, the sniper in this one. I have no clue. Like, why did he kill the pizza guy? I know he did it to cover up his own thing. But what's, what, what his well, motivation? I read, the, uh, I read the book, you know, the adaptation of the script. What? And apparently, uh, uh, yeah, Chris has got me so into these books now. And apparently the pizza guy had an affair with the sniper's wife. So it was really all about just getting the pizza guy. Well, that would have been good to know yeah. in the film. Well, that's what that it said in the book. I don't know. Okay. I don't know why that's they cut that. Are you BSing us? I say, first of all, John, I, I Is think that you... a joke? Was he lying? That's a joke. Jeez. John, I'm pretty I... sure there wasn't John, even a shameless Yes, Drew. John, I, I think your I think your audiobook niche could be uh, reading novelizations. I think that would be uh, like classic ones. Uh, any Alan Dean Foster or anything. I, you know, I, also I think I think the other problem is that um like so much stuff didn't make sense in phone booth that by the time you get to the end of it, I'm like that dude is walking through his own crime scene with a rifle case, well, wearing a giant a trench coat, a giant like, rifle what, case. Like that wasn't, a, and not like, a cop what? stopped him. Nobody went, went, hey, hey, hey what's uh, what when are you I doing? saw that giant case? They know there's a sniper on. This okay, guy they do one around. close up. Would they do a close up? The guy was uh, sni- one of the snipers, and one of the cops was putting a bullet. Did, did you guys know that was a rubber bullet that went in that gun? Well, I hope so. They well, they did an they did a you know it's a yeah. Chekhov's gun. They did a specific cut of a guy putting a which is what which I is don't what, remember seeing that. No, okay, I remember that's what he got shot with. Right, he got shot it. with a rubber bullet, but but it was one of the cop snipers. And I just want to know if if, if everybody knew that that was going to be a rubber bullet that was going to that because did anybody think he actually got shot by a real bullet? Well, no, because no, I didn't see. Any I blood. didn't care. I didn't see. Right. Any blood. That's exactly right. I didn't care <laughs> yeah. either. I'm sitting, when, I didn't he, care. when he did that. As soon as yeah. he came out, he should have been, by the rules of the movie, he should have been shot and killed right then and there. But he didn't. You know what? The logic in Liberty Stand Still is making much more sense to me. I Actually, the fake if you bombs, break it down, it did yeah, make much bombs. more sense. It yeah. He doesn't want to kill anybody in. except for the people that he actually did kill. Mm-hmm. And he actually respected her in a weird yeah. way. Oh, yeah, he respected her. That's why. Baby, he I'll always respect you. All right. So there you go. Uh, Chris, this was a good one to end this series with. Yes. Now I want to do more. It's bittersweet. Chris, it's it's bittersweet that it's ending. (laughs) I got to tell you. I don't see this as an ending. I would like to revisit this at a later date. You should. You should start your own podcast and do just this. (laughs) Next time we do this, I will let. Well, we're not going to do it again. So I'm not even going to say it. Never mind. We're done. I know what you're going to say. Let us, right. let done, us all pick movies. We're, right? Well, we're done with this theme. So let's go to the next theme. So the next theme is remakes. Okay? And I let everybody bring three of their remakes that they want to talk about. And I brought one. So that's a total, I think, of 13 well, on the that, wheel now. Yeah. I Did made I it bring all one, Ralph? Did I Beauty get Beauty and the Beast. The square, each square. It was a square thing, Debbie. I'm sorry. I brought Beauty and the Beast for you. Well, he brought three. Not just well, one, he brought three. I, I must say that Beauty and the Beast is my selection. Well, there oh. you go. So it's well, on the wheel. See? So, Sean so knew. I'm not going to be left out. Please. Right. We better so, make sure that we baby, all Baby, you'll right ones, never so. be left out. All right. All right. Oh, that's, so that's what we're going to do is, the beasts. right? I put 13 on the wheel. 
Now, there's only five squares, so we'll only get through five of these to do the theme, unless it's hugely popular, which I'll be surprised. With like 115 vote, right. viewers. If we, get, if we get over 200, I'll be thrilled. Um, I'll promote the hell out of so, it. Uh, and so if we we'll, do, we'll, then what we'll do is we'll do our own remake of the movie Phone Booth. There you go. <laughs> so we will spin this we, wheel to we see what the films... We easily do that. Now, the yes. whole thing... I, listen... I don't know if I want to watch both films. I mean, if most of these we've yeah. seen, I think. You're, I mean, you're not a good measure of that because you know you don't have to watch any films. So oh, I'll, you, I'll, I'll go you on YouTube watch and figure it out. You, you can to. just dry, take a drive and watch it on your phone. That's right. what I'll probably do. So let's uh, let's uh, let's open the wheel and see what the next uh, next film is going to be for next week. All right, so there's our list. Okay, it's thirteen of them. Wow! Now that's I a put lucky the too. I put the name of the remake, not both movies. Okay, so some of them have different names. Like we were talking about Drew's um, Brick Brick Mansions, Brick Mansions, right? Uh, what is that? A, what is that a remake of? That's a remake of a French film uh, called a French action film called uh, District B thirteen, and then it was remade as a Paul Walker movie, and they are both very different experiences. Oh wow! That's going to be that, interesting. That, that looks cool. Because I saw B thirteen and it was awesome. Oh yeah, and the sequel is awesome too. And then they made Brick Mansions, and when that comes up, we'll talk about it. Okay. Yes. If it comes Get up, the wheel up. determines what's going to come up. Exactly. I mean, we got classics on here: The Day the Earth Stood Still, we got Ghostbusters, we got Evil Dead, The Evil Dead. Um, so, a lot of interesting oh. ones. Of course, John brought all the old ones. Of course, but uh, I didn't bring all old ones. No, I brought in Day the Earth Stood Still. And... All right, so let's spin this sucker and see what happens. Of course, John brought an old one. So oh, here you go. <laughs> so sensitive. Ooh. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. Ralph, one of them. Ralph, this we'll was one the, of our. We'll just put the show you guys did in the link. I was what okay. I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. I well, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Because that that's one of the first up. podcasts we ever did. Is yeah. the take. That's why uh, Sean and I started who, this but podcast. But who picked that movie for the wheel? I did. Oh well, there are two Ralphs well, on the show. Knock me so over with a feather. Okay. Well, I, I gotta did. say that Ralph and I were like fighting over who was going to bring Take It yes, Apart on One Two Three we all to the podcast originally. We all picked three movies. Now we Ralph all won. picked one. It's amazing, and that came up. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's kismet. Well, that's, a, that's great, and it's going to be good because that no, uh, the I, remake. I, have no I doubt. when I first saw the remake, I hated it because I have such reverence for the first film. Yeah, and. Um, I, I actually enjoy the remake. It's a Tony Scott film, John Travolta. We'll talk about it. And also, like Chris was saying, there's a TV movie yeah, of Taking of the Pelham 123 with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, that was made in the late 90s, I yeah. think. Check that one out. It's wild. I don't know if that one's available. readily Vincent available. D'Onofrio. Yeah, I think it's on you. I've seen it. I think I've seen it on YouTube. All right, so there you go. So next week, it's Taking of the Pelham 123. Wow. And it's amazing. It's going to be very entertaining. That's Ripley's yeah, be great. right there. I might bring Chris, uh, Uncle Al, and uh, Hassan back oh, nice. for this one. Nice. Maybe we should do a little, uh, John, if you don't want to do it, we'll bring them. No, no, Ralph, oh, listen, it's you would never rules. give up. You would never give up your spot for somebody? You know what? I will. You want You want Uncle? <laughs> no. I would give up my spot on. for Pelham. Oh, on. wow. <laughs> Debbie's out. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, baby. I'll give him my spot. <laughs> All right. All right. Sean, I'll, Sean, I'll come over and sit with you. Okay. Oh. Okay. And oh, that, that leaves a space for uh, I get a little uh, touchy sometimes. Uncle Al. All I, right, I, so let's fine. do we'll a, a little touchy. <laughs> <laughs> let's do a round of what you watch. Let's start with Sean and Debbie. I watched uh, Beauty and the Beast. Which one? Oh, interesting. Uh, both of them. The first one was with Emma Watson. 
you know, the real people. The, the, the live action. Live action. Yeah, the live action. And there was a reason for that, that I watched that. What was the reason? Uh, well, <clears throat> as, married, as a married couple, I don't know if you realize that we weren't on last. I wasn't on the show oh last week. This sounds like it's going to be. Because oh. um, oh we, we what's, had technical, What's happening here? We had, we had difficulties. And, yeah. and I, I just got the idea. It wasn't my idea, but it came into my head sort of uh, to watch Beauty and the Beast. And when I saw this movie, it clarified a lot of things in my life personally. So a lot of times movies are healing. And this movie, particularly Beauty and the Beast, really, you know, hit home. And I watched Nefarious. We went to the movies. Yeah, we went to the movies and watched Nefarious. And a friend of mine, friends of mine wrote What is Nefarious? Directed. It's sorry. a horror movie. It's sort of a faith-based horror film. It was re released on a bad weekend because there were three horror films that came out. Is that Sean Patrick Flannery? Is he the one? Yeah, he's in it. It's it sounds, like, it sounds like frailty. Is it like frailty? I didn't know. What makes it like faith-based versus, faith versus a regular movie? Because it, it um, has God. demons in it. It has some God aspect. It's but it never uses the J theme. word, so don't worry. Yeah. But, you know, it's a guy's theme. The, the plot James is word. the killer is um, well, a psychiatrist is sent in to see whether the guy is competent to be executed because he's saying he's a, he's a demon, he's not the killer. And so it's like the demon taunting the atheist um, psychiatrist. You know, the atheist psychiatrist is a real liberal, and the demon's bringing up all sorts he of... He sounds like the values. hero. The atheist sounds like the hero of the film, is he? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I was disappointed these guys picked a bad weekend to put it out because Renfield was up. And what was the other one? The um, the um, Pope's um, Exorcist. Oh, uh, the Russell Crowe movie, right. Yeah, so there were three horror films came out this weekend, last oh, wow. weekend. Look at so, Mario's crushing them all. Crushing yeah, Mario. You know, Mario. You know, because well, I want that money to last. make as much movies as it can to keep. You me want employed. that money to make as much movies. I want that movie to make as much money as it can. Mario, why? Super Movie Brothers, Mario. Wow, it's hey, not a Disney Luigi. picture. Uh, it, okay, John, what'd you watch? I, wait, I want to get back to that. No, I want get up that there. Money to make as much movie as yeah. I can. Um, so uh, I went to the theater and saw Renfield. Um, it, it looks fun. I I love the movie because I first of all I love Nick Cage. They also, it, uh, it was made by Universal, so they actually stuck Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt into the original Dracula, uh, which was really cool the way they did that. Um, it, it was a, it's a funny movie. It's not a great movie, but it's 90 minutes. It's all about Nicholas Holt plays Renfield, who has been in a toxic relationship with Dracula for 80 years, <laughs> and he's trying to get out of it in the modern world. Um, there's some great action scenes in it. Every time Nicholas Holtz eats a bug, he gets like these powers, and he, he there's some great fights. Aquafine is in it, but the reason why you go to this movie is Nicholas Cage. I wish he was in it more. He's very funny, and there are scenes where he's very scary too. So it's a it's a fine line, and it is a gore fest. Like I was shocked at how bloody it was, but it's not. It's really cartoon. You know, like um, I, I wrote a review on Facebook. It's like. Um, the Black Knight in Monty Python. They cut his arm off and the blood spurting all over the place. That's the kind of um, violence it was. But it was a fun movie. If you want to go shut your brain off for 90 minutes, have a good laugh. Now, 
Drew, you brought up uh, that show, The Great. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. That Nicholas Holt is in? I've never seen him do anything funny. Very funny in this movie. Reminded me a lot of a young Hugh Jackman. Um, But their their chemistry, Nicholas Cage and Nicholas Holt, had really great chemistry. And the funniest scenes are uh, Nicholas Holt is in a toxic relationship support group. That's very funny. That's in the trailer. That they yeah, show that but there's the more than uh, there's a couple of scenes with them yeah. that are really funny. So if you get a chance, go check it out. I, uh, my wife went too, and she really liked it. Well, I, I would encourage you to watch. I would encourage you to watch the Great because uh, it's two seasons. It's um, it's it's incredibly funny. It's it's a uh, historical about Catherine the Great. But oh, the Great! Historical. I said the Great. Yeah, the Catherine the Great, and not that, not that, um, not that historically accurate. And it's so funny. And Nicholas Holt is so filthy as uh, the Czar <laughs> Peter, who just you know everyone loves me, right? Kind of thing. It's just it's ridiculous. And so if you, oh, if I'll check like it out. Yeah, funny Nicholas Very Holt. Funny. It's on Hulu. It's on Surprising. Hulu. Uh, uh, Drew, do we count that as your what you watch? <laughs> no, because I didn't watch Renfield. Okay, and I didn't watch uh, the Great. Drew, what'd you watch? So I, I watched, I tried to watch some television series. I watched the first two episodes of The Night Agent, which is the new Netflix show. It's supposed to be a really good spy show and it wasn't bad. Uh, I got bored. It's by Sean Ryan who did The Shield and, and other stuff that I like, but I don't think I'll watch more of it. And then I tried to watch The Power, which is the prime show about, uh, young women discover that, uh, they can shoot lightning bolts from their fingers and it changes the world. And I watched two episodes of that and I don't think it had a story. So I got bored of that. And then, uh, I watched the third episode of Succession that Ralph mentioned. Uh, mentioned. Ralph mentioned. Mensch. Uh, he mentioned. real good. Um, and I realized, uh, and I'm not going to spoil anything about it. it. It obviously has some big surprises in it. And I was watching all these people in the show suffer, and I realized I don't care about any of them. So I don't even know if I want to keep watching the show. But then wow. it's funny. I went. Let me just jump in. Uh, yeah. There was a hearing today in New York City. Uh, for the crime, you know, they the Republicans went up there to talk about how the bad New York City is, and one of the senators gave away the, the spoiler. Did he really? that. Yeah. Oh, like, that's funny. No, this woman was. She said something. I'm like, whoa, you shouldn't be saying. Yeah, not everybody's. I mean, I watched it a week late for Christ's sake. Oh my goodness! But then. I treated myself. It was something I'd already wanted to see. Ralph recommended it highly. I actually wanted to get the full experience, so I went to Redbox and I got an actual Blu-ray with uh, 4K. Um, I mean, uh, with the Atmos sound and everything. And we watched uh, Plane with Gerard <laughs> Butler, which was an absolute blast. It was so much fun. It was like a 90s action movie where uh, it's really violent, it's really exciting, it's really suspenseful, and the bad guys are so bad, you're like, oh, my God, please hit that guy in the face with a sledgehammer. And then he does. Yeah. So I, mean, I totally I totally want to watch it again. It's yeah. just, it was so fun. And Jared Butler, when he's in that mode, not all of his movies are amazing, but it was very like, um, and I like this movie too, it was very Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. Uh, if we ever do, like, if we ever do a, a, a series about, like, when certain, like, movies are similar and they come out at the same time, I would totally do a White House Down. Yeah. Now and, you would. Uh, an Olympus has fallen one because they're really different takes on it. But no, plane is so Everyone much fun. Everyone loves you when you're gone, Chris. That's how this works. That's what happens. Plane, so. plane is, plane is so much fun. I, Good I film. really Great highly film. recommend it. I really enjoyed fun. that film. But fun. Is it streaming anywhere? Uh, it's now available for rent on streaming. I don't think it's on any of the oh, um, free ones, subscription yeah. services. They're not free, of course. I love Gerard Butler, by the way. He's great. I, I absolutely. And he got to be Greenland. Scottish in this. I movie. didn't like Greenland, but uh, yeah, he That's could too be. Bad. A, that was one of his best performances. I but um, I just think he's great. Yeah, you know, I, I great. love watching him. And that, and that I will plane say that, is so. It plane is just what it is. 
Well, that, which, which, that's what I was going to say is that it's really nice when you see a movie that achieves what it sets out to do. That was like a Roger Ebert standard. He's like, you really can't say anything bad about that. You might not like what it did, but it nailed it. And, and he you know, was a was human, fun. like, like it, he was a, he, he played it as a human being. Like he right. actually had not feelings a in his superhero. There's a scene at the end. I'm not going to give it away, but there's a scene at mm-hmm. the end where he's sitting and it's like, wow, that's an actual human moment in, a, in an action thriller. Yeah, it's really quite good. And also, the the co-star is Mike Coulter, who um he plays a character who's like uh we're we're getting on the plane at the last minute with a, a prisoner in handcuffs type of thing. That's not a spoiler. That's just the beginning of the movie, and so obviously he'll have an interesting role to play. And he was on Good Wife and Evil and lots of other stuff. And I I wish the movie had actually done even more with him. But it turns out that they're a great team together too. So yeah, he was great. just Wasn't it's got, the movie Cage? has a lot of Cage, right? satisfactions. Yes, Michael? he was Luke Cage. Yeah. He was Luke yeah. Cage. Yes, yeah. yeah, good film. Good job. Yeah, enjoyed it. Uh, Chris. I actually went to go see to the movies again recently, which is a nice. lot lately. Uh, but I did go and I gave Mario some more money. What uh, studio put out Mario? Sony. Nintendo. But it was Sony, right? Wasn't that a Sony movie? Um, Nintendo. I'd have to double check. Was that Chris Pratt playing Italian? Was that the movie? Yes. Chris yeah, Pratt. Unlike Sorry, Bob just... Hoskins. He, he, he voices Mario and it was, you know, it was, it was, my kids absolutely loved it. Um, and, uh, that's a cartoon, but, right? Yeah. It's no. an animated film. It's not How old are your kids? They are, um, they're young. They're both still in elementary school. Um, Maybe we should take the kids. So they really enjoyed it though, but it was basically just like, uh, if you, if you took the basic, uh, story of one of the, or all of them, I, I don't know. I never really played those games very much, but, um, if you just took the story and you just kind of threw it together and hey, there's like a, there's Bowser and there's Princess Peach and there's Mario and they're plumbers and Donkey Kong. There's Donkey Kong shows Donkey up. Kong. Oh, I love Donkey Kong. It literally Kong. just feels like, you know, as slight as the stories are on the, for the video games, uh, it was kind of like, it was kind of like that. It was very slight. It was like, let's, let's watch him drive on Rainbow Road. If you've ever played Mario Kart, you know what I'm talking about. Um, the full Mad Max experience, sure. Yeah. And it, it was just, um, Fury Road. It, I, I don't know. It was just, it was, uh, I'm glad my kids enjoyed it because I, I get it, I get it done with that. It was produced by <laughs> Illumination, Universal, and Nintendo. Universal. Yeah. Why did Universal put this out the same week as Renfield? It's crushing Renfield. Well, there's a little different audiences, so I don't. Yeah. I love that John Leguizamo's getting all pissed off yeah. <laughs> because there's no Latin representative. In I just I love what, that in guy. Mario. Yeah. yeah, and he played Luigi. He, he played Luigi, Luigi. Right. right? Are you sure yeah. he's not just joking? I mean, that's, no, I don't no, know. No, I don't no. think they he caught is. him on the street, and he was dead serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, um, I watched a couple of things. Uh, one Blame. was the. Uh, this year's finale of Love is Blind. And yeah. Not the live very, one that got screwed up. I was very, yes. The, well, the live, the reunion got screwed up. But oh. the end where who gets married to who and all that, kind of disappointing. I was rooting for the wrong people. I, I'm not good at those things. They're terrible. I hate What that. were the names of the ones that you? Uh, Kwame and, uh, Kwame. And I can't remember the, the woman he married. She drove me insane. I, I couldn't even deal yeah. with it. They're just so, it's such bullshit and they're all doing it for television there's no there's no reality behind that all right but the reality i did watch this is very serious i watched the uh three-part series on netflix called the american manhunt the boston marathon bombing oh and oh my god it's such a good 
uh, documentary on what went, what happened. I didn't I like realize Patriot the, Games. Well, or, I, the movie that they did. I, I ended up watching because of this this documentary. I ended up watching Patriots Day on uh, directed by Peter Berg. It's a great movie. It's pretty good and starring Mark Wahlberg. But the uh, the documentary really is amazing. I didn't realize all the stuff that was going on for the hunt and 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 and, and you know it's a hundred hours. The thing it, everything takes place within a hundred hours. The way they figure out who they were and the, the the asian kid who had the mercedes who they kidnapped and took him to watertown and i mean every part of that story is insane and true unbelievable. it's really incredible that's a and, great police work that they got yeah and 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 how sensitive they were about we don't want to put it out too early because we right. want you know anti-muslim Panic. sentiment and all this right. they were really balancing a lot of things that they had to deal with and and all the real people are talking. They you know they're cutting between the real people and some dramatic footage that they're showing, and it's just a really compelling documentary. And I have to say that I I saw it last week, and then I go to a con- I went to a um, a venue that was playing some music, and they had you know uh, uh, you know the bike racks hooked up, and and being in a crowd after seeing this just made me kind of go oh, I got to look around a little bit more and see. It, it, it really does open your eyes a little bit to what's going on. And uh, just I had friends in law enforcement that were involved with that, and they were they were keeping me a little bit informed as it was happening. Wow. Yeah. Was, well, the whole Watertown yeah. portion of what was going on, it, they didn't know. Nobody knew what was going on and, and, and the shootouts that were happening. And I, I don't know how they caught them. I actually don't know how they caught them. It's amazing. Well, they, they didn't. They didn't catch them. That was the thing. They dropped a net on the whole city, and they put uh, basically policemen as soldiers in everybody's house. And then after they came through, the homeowner's like, I think there's I think there's somebody in this boat. Yeah. There's a guy in a and boat. That, and that's where he was hiding. Yeah. I mean, my understanding of the Peter Berg movie is like that whole shootout sequence, which is with you know J.K. Simmons, and that apparently that's that's pretty much the choreography of what happened. Well, if you and watch this documentary, yeah, and, they were throwing yeah, pipe it's, bombs. It's amazing. They were throwing pipe amazing. bombs at the cops, and they were throwing pressure cookers at the cops yeah terrifying. blowing up shit all over that place the other terrifying thing is this documentary shows bullet holes that are going in everybody's house and oh, some sure. kid you know it's amazing more people didn't get hurt given yep. what was going on but it's a fascinating three-part that's, documentary that's on netflix that's, yeah netflix cool amazing amazing thank you for reminding me of that i do want to watch Yo, yeah. they just and, you celebrated know, the one-year anniversary of that at fenway park actually the 10 year you mean 10 year, 10 year excuse me yeah 10 year, yeah yeah. yeah, my friend at work just—they had a big. Uh, was that this week they did it? Yeah, that was the year the Red Sox won the World Series. Right, the 2013 whole, was oh, right. the year they won. But my yeah. friend was my friend who's now dating a first responder. Said there was a big. Uh, they did a big thing this week in in uh, Boston. And when well, you watch, the police this, deserve to be applauded for oh. that they managed to put that together. Not only the police, but the victims who ended yeah. up running the races, and you just—I mean, that, it, the state was in friggin' lockdown. Oh yeah, crazy. And the kid from uh, Hereditary played. I didn't realize this because I yeah. just watched. Yeah, that kid from Hereditary played one of the bombers, and he was yeah really the younger good. brother. Yeah. Did so, anybody in the documentary check in with Big Poppy because he was very inspirational? He this was in Boston. They, I, loved they, it. I loved they it. They showed that, and that's the first time the FCC let that thing slip out yeah. without. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's he has a big scene in both the movie and the documentary. He, he's, nice. So yeah, very good. Very good doc. And I don't like I don't like docs that are more than one episode, but this one very oh, cool. compelling. And all the accents, woo, 
I have uh, researched the accents, and they were fantastic. So <laughs> I'm going to have to, uh, you should check that one out. All right, so good job. Next week, it's Taking of the Pelham 123, starring John Travolta. And Walter Matthau. by Tony Walter Scott. Matthau. Which, don't we well, have to watch both of them? Or we just you, watch do, I, you have to watch the first one? Well, I, yeah, I mean. It's I, just an excuse to watch it I don't again. remember the it's last amazing. time I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's an amazing. Dun, dun, dun. It's fantastic soundtrack. I used to put the I put the soundtrack on my in my headsets, and I get in the subway, and I would play that. It was so great! Wow, that soundtrack. It's untight. Who who it was? Joseph Shire Shire Shire. Right, he directed. No, directed. It was Joe Sargent. It was Joe Sargent directed. I'm saying that the soundtrack score was by Shire. Oh, okay, yeah, the brother of Talia Shire. I did the soundtrack. Right. I was going to do a movie with Joe Sargent. Oh, my God. That's another hey, guys, have a good yeah. night. Everybody was great yeah, to see you. Yeah. Oh, man, you're such a whore. <laughs> you know that? You realize you really are. Not All right, matters, John, anything you want to say? We should see Debbie. When I'm watching a movie, I'm Thank like, you, oh, this person read one of my scripts. If you watch it, great. If you don't, I, at this point, I don't care. Just, you know what I mean? I mean, we're begging you, and nothing's working. So, <laughs> nothing's working. You know, so, maybe maybe the Pelham will help. All right, next week. I know the cage match didn't do crap, but, but who cares? Uh, we had fun. They were fun. We enjoyed yeah, them. We, you know, this John, was a great episode. Just so really everybody fun. knows, we really focused one. on Chris the just last couple of weeks. So everybody knows, <clears throat> Sean and I started this podcast. We didn't care about views. Now you're now your viewers. Well, I have to admit the Indian films turned us in. I that. know. I'm not going to lie. Just when because we, you make a show that people respond to doesn't make you a whore. That means your show is succeeding. I'm not saying I'm a whore. I'm no, saying Sean's you, a whore when he brings up all these scripts. He uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so sure. I can't help but I've had brushes with greatness. <laughs> well, so, you, I didn't tell you about my great-grand-aunt sleeping with, um, what's that guy, the big director, Hollywood director, Joseph Von Stroheim. John Waters? John Von, Von Stroheim. Oh, we can't oh, that talk director. about that one. Yeah. It's Eric Debbie, 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 my grandmother Debbie. found her sister-in-law in bed yes, with it. Ralph, Ralph. Debbie, go watch Beauty and the Beast again. <laughs> Capture some of that magic. Yeah, I want to make sure everything's okay because you missed a show last week because something happened. Well, we had a big old fight. Oh, that's why you weren't really sick. I was sick, sick of, of Sean. Sick of Sean. You were heart sick. You were heart sick. Oh, no, is everything okay? It, well, we're you know marriage is. Oh, you guys are being right? like Forrest Whitaker in the phone booth. Stop with the honesty here. I don't like this. Listen, if you want marriage you advice, you got to talk to Ralph off camera. Yeah, I, you know, Ralph's I'll call Ralph all the time. Ralph. Plenty of advice. Let me tell Love you, is blind. it's not, it's not for sissies. No, it definitely is not it's for sissies. You're right. You need to be strong. But the show's got to go on, Debbie. And a little ignorant. No, you gotta I don't be believe a little in ignorant that. Too no? I can't messy. be a phony. I really Our fans, can't. oh, yes, you can. Our fans want you there. <laughs> Baby, I've been, you've been I love that about you, Ralph. You've you been faking it for years. Yeah, I mean, come on. Our fans want you there. Where's Auntie? Where's Auntie? Then we get to deal with that. You are beloved. Did anybody miss me? Yes. Well, we haven't. Uh, Everybody yeah, yeah, look at the comments. People what want to make sure about? you're feeling okay. Yeah. Well, now we know you lied. I've been mad for about a week, but Oh Jesus. no. Okay. Debbie. Wait a minute, wait a minute. She was also sick. Let's uh we'll we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye, wow, this is just getting interesting.